Adventure Required. Let's go camping. Welcome to Adventure Required, where Ty and Graham lead you on an epic journey of expedition planning, prepping, and executing. Join us every week-ish to learn about camping styles, setups, tricks and tips, gear reviews, and interviews with seasoned adventurers. We want to help you learn from our mistakes, successes, and show you what works for us to help make your adventure possible. We want to teach you that you don't need the shiniest rigs or the nicest equipment to have fun. Only the willingness to explore. Hi, I'm Ty. And I'm Graham. Let's go camping. So uh, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about toolkits and what you should have on the road. I've got about 3,000 kilometers on side-by-sides thus far and I feel very blessed to not have had any major reason to use any tools but when i have someone else has always had them there so uh kind of going into this winter season i was thinking it would be a good idea to put together a kit so graham's here to tell us about what exactly i should probably be packing because he runs a full uh, service truck and then basically a service side by side as the histories have shown us (laughs) so um I guess what I'm kind of thinking is like some sort of like waterproof case and then um, kind of mounting that in the like the bed of the commander and then having uh, some like more like rigging kind of like a couple uh, slings for ratchet or like for winching and but nothing too major and then maybe some kind of like light trauma intensive to um, like medical bag like maybe no band-aids maybe like one or two band-aids but something more life threatening wise like should you yeah like those like little maybe cuts a, and stuff generally are not really a big deal but yeah exactly but like maybe yeah. more on like the lines of like a tourniquet or like some gauze for a gaping wound yeah and then definitely. maybe like a saw for cutting that limb off for <laughs> well maybe not my limb but maybe some poor tree's limb <laughs> So this too should have been prefaced as that this is the a side-by-side kit or an off-roading ATV kit um, for like full-on overlanding and camping. Obviously, this kit would change a little bit, but the same kind of basics are are there. Um, yeah, so we're, yeah, we're you definitely ma- want a more bigger kit. Yeah, so we're mainly going out for um, in the winter season right now and probably day trips to slight overnight trips. But uh, we'll have to see how the overnight trips happen. So, obviously, I need something to put this in. Are we thinking, like, Pelican case, a little rubber case, or, like, no case at all? Or maybe, like, one of those, like, roll-up cases that uh, my grandfather always seemed to have. (laughs) Then there was only, like, six wrenches in it. And then, um, yeah. So, what kind of case do you think I should go with? Honestly, I really am an advocate for Nanook cases. They're made in Canada. Their retailers are all in Canada. Um, I like the claw latching system much better than Pelican's awkward, super hard-to-open cases. I know you're a Pelican guy, but... I do like my Pelican cases from time to time. Nanooks are uh, pretty much like the same quality. They're all waterproof. They're all um, drop-rated. They've got tests of them tossing them at airplanes with like sensitive electronics inside and the electronics are fine when they hit the ground so they're they're built tough so i really like those and i have multiple of them just like you have multiple pelicans <laughs> so many pelican cases 
So I would do one of those. Um, honestly, mine in the kit in my side by side now is just a cheap Princess Auto knockoff of a Pelican case. It's waterproof. Um, it uh, is impact resistant. It's got the pluck apart foam on the inside. If you wanted that organized, how have um, you found the pluck apart foam over time? So that in this toolkit, I actually just took the foam out because the amount of tools that you throw in there and when you need that one tool and your hands are dirty, filthy, <laughs> the tools never go back in nice and clean and organized like when you took them out. So I just took the foam out. Um, a couple of my other cases that I have in our camping gear, which we'll get to uh, in a later episode, that pluck apart has lasted quite well, actually. So for this kit, um, honestly, the, the foam and the organization of it is completely up to you depending on how bad your OCD is. Mine is really bad for most stuff, but when it comes to all the tools that just you don't use all the time and when you need it, you're covered in mud, it just gets tossed in there and it stays like that. <laughs> yeah. I always have the best intentions to clean all my tools out before every trip, but it never happens. I feel like if you have to start with the best intentions and every trip no matter what you preface that with it's gonna go terribly it's yeah not gonna work no so yeah case um anything that's waterproof sweet much so yeah, yeah and I, large enough to whatever you want to fit in there i think i even have like an old case kicking around so oh i'm sure you have a few <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, oh also i'm hoping to do this for zero dollars Zero dollars. All right. And I already we could probably make that work. Yeah. And uh, I already noticed you have a mini air compressor, and I only have a not mini air compressor, so that, <laughs> there goes zero dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a couple things really that you're going to have to buy unless you have them already. Chances are you're building a kit like this, you're not going to have these, you know, some some specific tools, especially because you and I usually go together, and I have them. So why would you buy them? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, um, the absolute kind of don't leave home without it uh, sort of tools. I have um, just a minor first aid kit, nothing too crazy. Um, some tourniquet stuff, actually, there is a brace in there. Uh, and then like gauze and tape and um, meds and uh, gloves and that, whatever it's called. I, it's been a while since I've taken a CPR course, but. Oh, the breathalyzer, not breathalyzer, rebreather. Yeah, like that breather for like mouth to mouth. The like spacer, yeah, filter thing. So you're not breathing in everybody else's. Oh, it's a check valve. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it a check valve? (laughs) It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is because then if they like spit up blood or or water or something, then you don't get it in your mouth. That's hot. Yeah, so hot. (laughs) (laughs) So I got that in the first aid kit. Um, and the first aid kit too should be stated like just buy a basic kit and then adjust it to whatever you need. I bought, you know, I run um, five service trucks. Each truck has a first aid kit that I built for what we kind of have seen in the past uh, in the field. And so you start with a basic kit and then, yeah, as, as you need stuff, then you change it. I have like burn gel, for example, doesn't usually come in a first aid kit. Sometimes you need it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hot exhaust get hot quickly i guess exactly so yes yeah, so we got a custom so built good. first aid kit and then uh yeah. so you're saying just buy a regular one and kind of like a cheapy one that i have kicking around here 
and then yep. maybe put a few things in it that I think we might need, like a Add to sp- it. splint or something like that. Yeah, splint, tourniquets, um, Tylenol is like a really good one, actually. Oh, yeah, um, like even Advil, eh? Afterbite, Advil. Oh, Afterbite, yeah. that'd be good. Pain mid. Yeah. Afterbite is good in the summer, right? You get bit by a wasp or something and you need uh, just something to help that. Um, the burn gel or uh, those pads are really good. An ice pack, one of the like crack, crack open ice packs. Mm. Um, those are really good. Okay. Obviously, if you use it, then you have to replenish it. But yeah, same with everything. Tape, mm. gauze. Um, the Oh, that um, cauterizing like powder. I have that too. Can't remember what it's called exactly, but it's like a it's a powder that you would put on an open wound and it like gels up to seal the wound. Interesting. Oh yeah. Quick stop yeah. topical septic powder. It's like a yeah, septic powder. There you go. Interesting. And yeah, so adjust your first aid kit to however you want it, really. Yeah. And then the mini air compressor is a must-have as well. Have you ever um, we've used it? You ever use those times. like CO two canisters? No, can't say that I have. Yeah, because there's a couple that I have from like mountain biking, where you just carry like a little CO two canister and a little thing. You just plug it in and it fills the tire. Yeah, like it's kind of like one shot kind of use. But if you have a spare tire, like I'm already ninety yeah. percent the way there. Yep. You know what I mean? Maybe a tire just got rolled yeah, that's not off a bad idea. or something. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, and that, like the mini air compressors kind of vary as well. You could have a little one that just is super slow and fills a bike tire in five minutes. Um, the one that I have is okay, but you definitely have to be pretty patient. Yeah, over time, this the other thing that I more expensive for sure. Yeah, definitely would be. <laughs> the other thing that I use all the time probably once a ride hopefully not but i do use it quite a bit is a booster pack just one of those noco genius mini booster packs they pack a punch i use it in the service truck all of our trucks have one um they boost like full vehicles with no problem yeah i've boosted diesel trucks with dual batteries with it and it works flawlessly. So I carry that. You can also plug in, uh, it's got a USB port on it, so you can plug in your phone or anything like that as well. That thing is like minty calzone. Minty calzone, I like it. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever used any other brands other than the NOCO, or are you just specific to that one? Um. So I bought that one a couple of years ago, and then honestly, it wasn't very good. I think I had it warrantied six times. Oh, really? Yeah, the trouble is every time it failed, Noka would just send me another one. Yeah. And so then I would just use it and then it fails and then I'd email them and then they'd send me another one. And then so I had like this bunch of booster cables and <laughs> uh, or the jumper cables or whatever and then these busted bodies of the booster. Um, and so I, I just kept using it because it was free. And yeah, it was a pain in the ass. I'd lose it for a month. <laughs> But it saved me from buying another one. And actually, this last one that I've had, I've had for over a year now and used it consistently. And it's it's still been like it still works. So I don't know if I got five 
garbage ones, five duds or what? Well, yeah, uh, I guess they just released that. They kind of came up with a bunch of new products too, as well. So I wonder if this that genius you got is part of a new lineup or something. Could be, yeah. Or they've they've adjusted the chips or something in them because yeah. yeah, they do have like a bunch of of uh, I'm looking at one right now actually onboard charger. Um, thinking about installing. So there's yeah, there's a whole new lineup of Noco stuff. So and the reviews are all really good. I just think I had some bad luck in the first round. We'll have to talk about that on onboard charger later because I think those are a huge uh, market segment that no one really knows about or knows how to use. But everyone should be hitting them yeah. harder. Anyway, so uh, you got the mini air <laughs> compressor. We got some sort of booster pack. It's like portable energy, particular something you can jump mm-hmm. it with because we. Are, I don't know about you, but I've got. Uh, stuff that I could accidentally leave on without the key now. So uh, if I leave stuff on mm-hmm. and it goes dead, then uh, no bueno. Mm-hmm. All right. But uh, yes, so basic sir. hand tools. Yeah. Basic hand tools. Um, you want to kind of think about what you might break. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong if you hit a big rock or something like that? Um, what I have is a basic, just a basic socket set, um, quarter inch and three eighths drive, two ratchets. I have two little extensions to go with those. Um, and then the sockets I have from eight mil to 18, depending on what machine you have, most of the lug nuts are going to be a 17 millimeter, which both mine and yours are. So if you have a 17 mil and a fairly decent sized ratchet, you should be able to kind of break all those lug nuts loose because what, how we found in the last three rides, somebody always blows a tire and has to take it off and take it back to the camp to get it cleaned out and reseated. Yeah, for sure. And like on that note too, I've definitely popped a tire or two, but um, yeah, the included lug nut wrench does not, in it is not adequate for doing anything. No. So, so the included wrench in the Wildcat is not even the right size for the factory lug nuts. It's classy. It's it's like an 18 mil and a 16 mil. It's like two the two sided oh, one, yeah. right? It's like an eight or a ni- uh, 18 or a 19 and a 16 or a 15, <laughs> and the lug nuts are 17. That's so Arctic Cat for you. Go figure. <clears throat> um, with the sockets too, I would throw in a quarter inch. Uh, and a three eighths just because some machines, depending on the age, some stuff will be standard size for whatever reason. And it's always like that your eight mil or your seven mil just doesn't quite mm. fit. And it's actually, a and then you'll, mil, you'll then a you're, then you're around it. Exactly. Lovely. We actually had, when we went out the last weekend, a couple weekends ago, uh, we came across a, this couple that had stalled their quad out and then it wouldn't restart. Battery was dead. So we rolled up right on them and they had no tools, didn't even know where the battery was. And so I'm like, okay, I can help you out. Took the seat off and it was, the battery was covered by this little like thin piece of metal, but it was covering the, both the terminals. So you couldn't just boost it. You had to take this little piece of plastic off and it was held on by two 10 mils. And of course my 10 mil was missing out of uh, my that kit. That would probably be me. Very Probably. Probably. <laughs> so I actually got those two bolts out with a pair of side cutters. That's why you get Just paid the big bucks. Grabbed it and like twisted. Exactly. Got them boosted, put it all back together. They were super happy. Um, yeah. So socket set, like I said, eight to 18. You're, you'll probably be safe. 
Um, side cutters, obviously. Helps you out when you don't have a 10 mil. <laughs> Needle nose pliers. Channel locks are really good. Or like a pair of those slip joint pliers. Just something to give you like some a bigger biting oh, surface. Yeah. Um, that also goes hand in hand with the mechanics wire that I yeah, also recommend. Sure. And I recommend two sizes. Why? Heavy duty size and a light Why duty size. Why two sizes? And I'll tell you. Because... When you break a lower ball joint on a Bombardier or a Can-Am a quad. Oh, it was a Yamaha. Okay. So in order to pull the pull the wheel back in so that we could run it up on there, I had to run wire through these two little holes on the knuckle to grab the hub to pull it in. The holes were too small for my large mechanics wire, the heavy duty mechanics oh, wire. Oh yeah. But they were they were just the right size for the light duty stuff. So I used the light duty stuff and then I used the heavy duty stuff to like cinch the light duty down to give it some more strength. So heavy duty is good, but sometimes you need to get it in there where, where it, it doesn't fit. Go. So light duty Top is eight. also good. Um, flathead and Phillips screwdrivers, kind of a given. You don't usually need them, but when you do, um, the other thing maybe that would be a benefit would be a quarter inch bit set, like one that has like Allen keys and torques and all that. If you can, you can get those miniature ones and a little driver. Yeah. Cause be my good. side by side loves them torques and Allen keys. Like there, I don't think there's mm-hmm. a single. F- yeah. Luckily I've had the right size, but my bit set is not really comprehensive right now. I need to get a new yeah, one. Yeah, that's set. an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I added this year that we haven't needed yet, but we needed last year, tire mm. irons. Yeah. I bought a set at Princess Auto for like 13 bucks. Yeah. And man, that would have saved us a lot of grief. Luckily, like I said, I've had it. I have the fully equipped service truck at camp or at the staging area. So worst case you take the tire off and rip it back to the truck. And then I can use pry bars and my real tools. Um, but if the set of tire irons would come in handy there, you could just do it on Mm -hmm. the trail. You don't have to rip it off and run back. So I added that this year, hopefully won't, won't need them, but, and then obviously duct tape. And oh, zip, zip ties. ties. Yeah, and oh, yeah. a good knife. Yeah, I just ordered a bunch of black duct tape, 3M. Yeah, I use Gorilla Tape. Did I you, really on like the it. Amazon listing? And they come in like multiple different oh, yeah. sizes. For the Amazon listing for 3M duct tape, you have to click that you're a contractor. Because it's for contractor use only. I was like, what? yeah, I'm a contractor. You betcha. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give sure. me the professional no stuff. No problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so zip ties, knife, and then what about, I was thinking like a, like a saw. Is that a basic hand tool or is that later on in your list? I think that's probably later on in my list. Yeah, because like, you know, just one of those like hand ones, right? Because like, it, I don't always want to. Yeah, yeah, just for cutting kind yeah, of like I don't necessarily want to have a, I don't necessarily need. always need to carry a chainsaw with me, but should we ever come across that one log that. Because that mm-hmm. happened to us one time where that tree was fallen and it was just big enough we couldn't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's where I would say like have an axe or a hatchet too. But I mean, that would be a pain to have to hack through some of those trees too. One of those little hand saws or something or like a, those wire like oh, yeah, yeah. saw. Those would work too. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much all for the basic stuff. Nice. So now that we have uh, basic hand tools covered and uh, the kind of absolute don't leave home without stuff, um, occasionally we need to do electrical repairs. Like I know we've got light bars and a lot of these units run uh, all electrics. So like electric fuel pumps and all that. And just the other day, actually, I had a blown fuel pump fuse. And I was like, that's random. But replace <laughs> the fuse and uh, away we keep on going. <laughs> Cross our fingers. That wasn't anything serious. But um yeah, so I happen to have one in the side by side, like in the kit, but uh it made me think that if I had put mm-hmm. a, a fuse somewhere else that was a different size or which I had, and then I didn't pack a spare for it. But uh so yeah, what what, what do you think we should grab mm-hmm. in terms of electrical tools and repair bits? So that's yeah, repair bits and electrical is pretty important. Like you said, the spare fuses. Sometimes even you like you you can blow fuses just for an overload, right? That's the overload protection. So um, most of these machines will have a a box that has some spare fuses in it. Um, I just grabbed a handful of fuses from pick and pull or uh, a spare fuse box that we had lying around the shop, um, kind of five or six of each size. And then uh, also a, a handy thing to have with that is some jumper wires. Oh, yeah, like even just 10 feet so or something. Alligator like clip pump wires. And... Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. If you can just run it right hot yeah. to the battery, um, then you don't have to worry about chasing down a broken wire or a shorted wire somewhere along that circuit stuck under your skid plate in 10 feet of mud. So those are good. Um, <clears throat> with that too, I have a big roll like 100 feet of electrical wire so if the jumper wires don't work or you actually want to like i have crimp connectors and everything you just actually can just crimp on a new circuit and create a new circuit wherever you need um electrical tape with that obviously uh and then just a pair of like really small precision side cutters or wire strippers Uh, just for getting insulation stripping insulation if you needed to all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I guess all that, what about a multimeter? You think that's worth bringing or probably not worth for your tech? Nah. Yeah. I have one in the truck. Like I have one in the truck obviously, but we don't really like the multimeters for good for diagnostic. diagnostic. But you, you're not really worried about that when you're yeah, on the trail. Sure. Yeah. You're more so just get ready to, or yeah. get back mobile. Yeah, exactly. So you can get for back sure. to the truck. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what about like miscellaneous stuff like odds and ends? Yeah. Odds and ends in that kit. Um, I have like a lighter, uh, emergency fire starter. So the, I have the little bricks. They're like a chemical powder brick. Um, they'll burn for 30 minutes on their own. So that's good. If you're stuck (laughs) somewhere that all of the above mentioned tools can't get you out of, um, that's always a good thing to be able to start a fire nice and easy, especially in the winter. Uh, wiener stick, or roasting stick, whatever you want to call it. Um, bungee cords. Uh, I have a big-ass hunting knife. 
plastic bags. I use like a couple grocery, just grocery bags, and then also like the big um, Thai yeah, garbage bags. Oh, just like garbage. And honestly, yeah. So those, oh, okay, those are for garbage. So we pick Such up garbage on the trail, right? Um, sometimes you come across guys that have hit something and broken pieces, and there's glass or there's stuff everywhere. The mm-hmm. biggest thing is cans. We pick up cans all the time, right? Um, so nice to have a bag at least if you need, or even like if you go out for lunch, right? You have wrappers or anything like that. If you just toss them in the machine, they're definitely yeah. going to fly out at some point. So put them in a bag. Um, and then I have a couple Those small ratchet useful. straps. Yeah, always get like 10 feet um, off your winch. My business yeah. partner, Lance, his, his yeah. nickname is ratchet strap. Because he uses it oh, for put motors and transmissions together. If there's a job that he could possibly use a ratchet strap for, you yeah, know for sure. he, he's found it. Um, and then fishing what line do you use that and a for? hook. Fishing, just emergency. Yeah. What about bait? just emergency if you're stuck out somewhere? So that's the hard part. Yeah. Hopefully you have some food lying around that you can throw on your hook. But to carry around bait as well is getting a little more complex. Oh yeah. But. It's nice to have the fishing line just to, you know, you can make snares. Um, you can use it for fishing. You can uh, use it to lash a shelter together. Mm. Um, lots of options for fishing line. It's actually a very good invention besides just fishing. So then uh, what so, about like yeah. um, stuff for like when I get stuck? Like you think I should bother, with a, stuff? bother with a snatch block and all that fun stuff or snatch blocks are really nice when you are stuck like in a hole that's above the roof of your machine yeah <laughs> when you're when you're winch you know and the tree that you're winching to is like not ideal not ideal <laughs> um <laughs> snatch blocks are really good for reducing the amount of stress on the winch right increasing your pulling power doubling your pulling power yeah so if you can use a use a snatch block with a tree saver and another little uh, smaller strap and your winch, um, you're just kind of better off. Would you use it for every single recovery? No, not at all. But but it's nice to have when you need it. Or when you flip your side-by-side on its side and there's no trees around and you have to use another machine and a little tiny stump snatch box. Really yeah, what if you rolled your mach- machine over and you were by yourself, you would almost want to carry two of the things. So that way you could pull forward yeah. and then sideways and then laterally. And exactly, yeah. So what I was just going to say, and I should have said in the beginning too, it not only does it increase your pulling power, it allows you to redirect your pull, yeah. your recovery. So for example, when a couple of years ago I had rolled my machine on its side um, and my friend Adam was with me and he was on like my roof side and the trail was on the wheel side. And so we had to winch it and I was kind of like on a downhill. So we had to winch it back up onto the trail so that I didn't just roll it all the way over, but he couldn't get around me because I was blocking the whole entrance to the trail. There was two big trees on either side. Hmm. So he, we ran a snatch block to the one tree that was behind me and then to my front winch and he pulled and it kind of dragged me sideways and then adjusted the hook location on my machine to the top and then it just pulled it this way all the while he's you know off in a inoperative uh 
inconvenient spot over here somewhere. Oh, yes. But the snatch block allows you to adjust where you're pulling from. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think so, yeah. I've ever looked into With buying a, sna- a snatch block, but like I think I've got some like cheapo ones, but probably like 5K rated yeah. eh? at least. Yeah, kind of you want like the, I think the math for it is your machine times one and a half. Oh, okay. So whatever your machine weighs with you in it and all your gear, that times. kind of thing to be able to lift it. Out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Straight uphill. Yeah, What do you exactly. mean? We can't go over that. We winch up it. <laughs> we winch up it. Um, with that snatch block too, you need kind of a couple different sizes of straps um, depending on the trees that are around. I have those, we have those little tree saver straps with the metal hooks, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you can't reach it all the way around if there's only big trees. Yeah, around, and then right? you almost need like so more ratchet straps or like even some, uh, like, I yeah. guess. Uh, Don't use ratchet straps for recovery. <laughs> <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> metal hooks and recovery, <laughs> no. Nuh-uh. Bad. Don't do that. Okay, I will <laughs> try my hardest based on what's around. The only metal hook that you have should have is on the actual winch. And even that is sketchy at times. If you could, everything could be the soft shackles yeah. and everything. That's that's ideal because as soon as that winch line breaks, that metal hook is going into your face. Interesting. And I've seen it happen, and it's no, no good. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that's you, recovery. What do you recommend gear. for that? Like clevises then. For because like, like using those like a- those tree saver like axle straps, and then clevis onto the yeah. um, um, snatch block. Yeah, so the snatch blocks will be the snatch blocks essentially a pulley with a, a hook on yeah. it. So you, you can hook oh, on the tree saver on it. The snatch or, block. Yeah, it, it's built. Yeah, oh. the snatch blocks have a hook okay. on them. So usually they like have a, a pin that goes through the hook, and then you can take the pin out, and then you slide it down. And then you throw your winch line in it, and then you slide the thing like over top oh, of like it. Oh, like a like a top like is a, a locky hook. thing. Copy. Yeah, locky thing. So then your winch line is inside the snatch yeah. block; it can't come out. But uh, like I said, metal and recovery, not not ideal. All right, and then um, what about for like any animal stuff? You mentioned uh, bug bear spray. You mentioned afterbite, but maybe bug spray. <laughs> afterbite. Oh yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, bug spray. Um, I have bug spray, and I have like sunscreen too, yeah. because I don't. Know, I have tattoos, so if we're out for a long time in the sun, I like to make sure that my tattoos are kind of covered. That's about it. Um, so bug spray, sunscreen, afterbite. We carry bear spray. Um, that's usually carried like the recovery stuff, and the bear spray is usually in the machine all the time in one of the various storage locations that's easy to oh, access. Yeah, you, it's going to get muddy. Um, it's going to get muddy, but you also don't want to have to like get out of the machine and go into the toolbox and open the toolbox and root through to find your bear mm, spray. Right. If you need the bear spray, you need the bear spray right there. Yeah, right, ready, there right? right there right now. Right there right now. So yeah, that we have just kind of sitting in the cup holder or in the glove box of the machine. I see uh, while we're on the topic of personal effects, you forgot mountain money. Mountain money. Oh, yeah. I don't carry that. <laughs> I do. Don't worry about it. That's my, my one backwoods got material it. that uh, is a non-negotiable. 
Is that so you can negotiate? <laughs> yeah. Kiss, I need more beer. I'll trade you some mountain money. <laughs> yeah, more beer. I'll give you mountain money. Sure. <laughs> Five squares. And for anybody that doesn't know, Ty, what it's is mountain paper. money? The more plus, the better. <laughs> yep. And even a plus is um, biodegradable. Mm. Yeah, biodegradable. Camping toilet paper, biodegradable. Yeah. And dig a freaking hole. Oh, so hole. maybe a shovel. Don't just. Yeah, so that it's it's still on my list. But did you say it? Or it was. I didn't say it yet. No, I'm getting there. Yeah, so I assume you're talking about one of those like trifold shovels. Yeah, so that's. I think you have my snow shovel, so I have actually two. put your snow shovel. I have in my, my flying bag because it's part of my emergency flight <laughs> kit. For in the winter. Oh, great. So now it's just your snow shovel? <laughs> well, I was too, 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 too lazy to find mine, and I was like, I know where Graham's is. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, so snow shovel, uh, that one's really good for digging you out when you're stuck somewhere in a snowbank. Um, and then I have a trifold one that just folds into like this, and it's a, a serrated Ooh, blade. Aggressive. So you can, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. So yeah, I use that one for digging a poop hole. Mm. And I, I always like doing that mm. two by two by two and then fold it over on the last uncut squ- side. Like two spades by two spades by two spades, like making a square. And then you go yep. in on the one side and flip it yep. over the roots and then you can flip it back and like nothing ever happened. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, you don't cut it like no, all the way off. When we went to Abraham Lake, one of the spots in there and Abraham Lake is the most disgusting camping spot ever because it's been so overpopulated this year. But there was, you walk on this little trail through the little bit of a woods there right by the lake and just off there's moss growing in these piles just on the ground everywhere. I'm like, Hmm, wonder what's under all that moss. Yeah. And then I accidentally stepped on one. Oh. last time i went to wipers yeah same gross. deal we had to go and like before i let the dogs out of the truck i had to go run around with the garbage bags and pick up mm-hmm. human fecal matter that was pick so up everybody's exciting. poop yep yeah Lovely. you know nothing i would like more so if you're listening please you go camping bury your poop. out in the wilderness bury it and bury yeah, it deep yeah well and well don't just like oh i'm gonna scoop the little bit of ground out and then poop in and just cover it up no, dogs can dig pretty low yeah, down. Fair enough. So here's another question for you. I have a commander, and, but um, the belt is in a very inconvenient location. Like we're talking a lot to get at. You think it's worth bringing mm-hmm. a belt, like the primary compressing tool with us? Or like you think at this point it would be towing at home anyway? It kind of depends on your ambition. Yeah, I guess if a- like if we're out for a weekend and like are you you know you blow the belt out in the first twenty minutes, are you going to want to replace it to salvage the weekend? Probably. Mm-hmm. And then- so, yeah, probably worth it to have the tool and the belt. And then worst case, we drag it back to the campsite. Right? Like you're probably not going to do a belt on the trail yeah. somewhere. But worst case, if you had the stuff at the campsite, then you're not you know. SOL for the whole yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's fair enough, I guess. Yeah, because... Yeah, I do. I was getting to that, too, and I forgot to put oh, it in my oh, list, but I have oh, a belt. Yeah, yeah. 
I do have a belt for the Wildcat in the Wildcat, um, but I don't have the tool. So yeah, but that I out. think if you were to <laughs> in a pinch, you would have some sort of you'd be able to stick something between that secondary and get the second. Yeah, ratchet, ratchet exactly. Strap. Get that ratchet strap in there. Get the get it like a little piece of wood or something, and get it opened up enough that you get a belt in there. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. You could you can do sure quite a bit in yeah, a pinch. way, but it would be awful handy if that tool was there. Yeah, so something to add to the kit would be the the yeah, tool. In case you're sure. wondering if you have a BRP unit, uh, it does not come with one. You have to buy them special. And if you're looking for a metric bolt that long, good luck. <laughs> not many people in Canada. The moral of this story is: get your forty-five bucks out for a bolt. Arcat yeah. all the way. Cool, man. Um, so yeah, what else are you thinking? Um, so we covered kind of all that. Um, like we kind of said, an axe or a hatchet is a good thing to have. The saw is a yeah. good thing to have. Um, even if it's just one of those hand ones. Um, anything that's going to get you through, uh, you know, a small ish tree that's right on your path. Um, and then a couple shovels, the recovery straps we kind of covered. That's kind of, I think I'm, I'm thinking that's yeah, about I think it. That basically covers everything I would need. But yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely those torques. I think for my unit, especially cause like to get the, the, mm-hmm. the panels off is annoying at best with, uh, well, like you, and that goes back to like, depending on your yeah. machine, right? whatever whatever tools that you think you might need for your specific machine certainly add those in this this kit is kind of like the basics really it it will get you kind of out of most yeah. jams but when it comes down to specific yeah canams multiple weird sized torx bits that hold or torx uh screws that hold everything, everything together <laughs> so dumb. interesting all right well, well thanks for the help i appreciate it and uh we'll chat soon cool anytime this has been uh sounds good ask someone semi-knowledgeable <laughs> <laughs> on adventure required